Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. It's been very crazy the last couple of days, um, but I'm happy to join you to talk about all of it. It's very much appreciated. I guess the first question is, yeah, Mike Tomlin says he'll be back for next year. Uh, it's tough to think that far ahead as to whether or not he's going to get a contract extension. What's the consensus, I would say, of the, the city, the fans? How are the fans feeling about this news? Well, in Pittsburgh, it's very interesting because the – Local perception is a bit different than national. You know, national, I think people look at the fact that Mike Tomlin in 17 seasons has never had a losing season. They look at this guy that's very well respected around the league. And and for that reason, they hold him in high regard. But locally, the narrative is a little bit different. And, And that's because this is a proud fan base that's used to competing for Super Bowls. And it's been since 2016 since they've won a playoff game. So it's been seven whole seasons. So fans are a little bit frustrated. They're fed up with the fact that it seems like every season they're kind of stuck in this 10-7, and you know, 9-8 and purgatory, and they don't have what it takes to get over the edge. So the the news here was was probably hit people differently depending on their point of view. The people that were Mike Tomlin fans and supporters and understand that this is a guy that has the respect of the players – routinely, uh, you know, like the Athletic does an annual poll, who's the coach that you would want to play for most, like Tomlin's atop the list. You know, those people understand it. On the flip side, the people that have their season tickets and they're frustrated that the Steelers haven't won a playoff game, they're certainly feeling a little bit differently about it. Oh, yeah. No, listen, man, I, I hear it every time I'm in the city, people hitting me up, Katie K.A., K-A just I'm in Ubers, people saying, fire Tomlin. <laughs> I, I, I hear about it all the time. How do you feel this is going to play out over the next 12 months as we move into another season and his contract will conclude? Yeah, so it was, it was, first of all, kind of interesting that Mike Tomlin even got to this position in the first place. Typically, the Steelers like to extend a coach when he has two years remaining on his deal. So Mike Tomlin, the fact that they didn't extend him last offseason was a bit of a surprise, and, and it felt like an extension was inevitable. Um, but when the Steelers hit their rough patch, you know, that eventually culminated with that loss in Indianapolis. That was their third consecutive loss. They had just lost back-to-back games to the two-win Cardinals, the two-win Patriots. Then they go on the road, and they're talking about how it's a playoff game for them. And instead, they had a no-show performance. Um, You know, people were definitely disappointed in, in wondering about where things would go. But, you know, I always, from what I heard behind the scenes, always felt like an extension was inevitable or or likely if nothing else so so now that's probably the next thing that we have to wait and see is do the Steelers really break from precedent and let Mike Tomlin play things out and then possibly become a free agent on the open market or do they do what they've always done and you know in the next days or weeks or months come out with a press release saying that they've extended Mike Tomlin I I tend to believe 
it's going to be the latter. I tend to believe that they're going to give him that contract extension, um, but we will have to wait and see if that actually unfolds. Steelers beat writer for The Athletic, Mike DeFabo, is joining us here at the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We know you need a head coach, but we also need every NFL team needs a quarterback. What the hell are some of the Steelers' options moving into next season? We know about Pickett. We know about Rudolph. What's going on? Yeah, well, so, you know, Kenny Pickett was a guy that he played football at Pitt, and so he kind of had a built-in fan base when the Steelers drafted him two years ago. And it was interesting that the Steelers just played the Buffalo Bills because it was actually in that same stadium against those same Buffalo Bills that just 15 months ago Kenny Pickett made his debut. And at that time, there was definitely a lot of optimism that he could be the next face of the franchise. And if nothing else, the Steelers, they have the highest-paid defense in the league. They have a first-round running back in Najee Harris. They've invested on the offensive line. It seemed like they really wouldn't need a guy to come in and take over the world, but just to kind of manage a run-heavy offense. But in his second season, Kenny Pickett showed very few signs of growth. And he partially lost his opportunity because he had an ankle injury, He ultimately had to undergo tightrope surgery. Um, But the reality is this. They had a make-or-break game against the Baltimore Ravens in the season finale. Kenny Pickett did not get the job. Instead, they they went to Mason Rudolph, a third-string afterthought. And and then ultimately in the playoffs, against the Buffalo Bills, the same team Kenny Pickett 15 months ago made his debut, it was Mason Rudolph. So, you know, that tells you what the team thinks about him at this point. If it was a different situation, if it was Ben Roethlisberger coming back from an injury, you better believe he would have been out there limping and hobbling around. And the fact that Kenny Pickett was healthy and they didn't play him tells you that there's some skepticism there, that he's the right guy going forward. So, you know, I think that the most likely scenario is this. They'll go out and they'll get a new offensive coordinator and hope that Matt Canada, the former offensive coordinator, was just so bad that nothing could operate well. And you hope you bring in some new guy, and he helps unlock something that Kenny Pickett hasn't shown at the NFL level. I think that's probably uh, the, the most likely scenario. But at this point, I think you do have to consider all options. And, and one of those might be bringing back Mason Rudolph, making him the primary backup or giving him an opportunity to compete. But really, whether it's Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph, you know, they really shouldn't be thinking about which one of those two guys is better. What they should be thinking about is what do we need to do to finally have a quarterback that can stand toe-to-toe with a legitimate AFC quarterback. You know, you guys in Indianapolis, you've got your quarterback of the future, it seems. You've got Lamar Jackson in in the Steelers' division right now. The Steelers just played Lamar Jackson, you know, Patrick Mahomes. You need a guy like that, and and I don't think that either one of these guys has shown that. So, you know, there's speculation. There's fans here that want to see them trade for Justin Fields maybe. Um, you know, another crazy option would be going out and spending big money to bring in Kirk Cousins and believing that your, your defense with T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward, they can carry you and you just need a quarterback to get over the edge. And then the other option, I think, would be, um, although I don't think the Steelers would trade up and get into that upper echelon of quarterback, maybe there's a quarterback in this draft that falls. Maybe a guy like Michael Penix or something like that. So. Mm. At this point, really, based on the way that things have gone, though, I think the Steelers really need to consider all options going forward um, because that's a huge question mark on this football team. Mike DeFabo is joining us from The Athletic. Uh, Mike, I got to tell you, if the option comes around come summertime and it's 
Mason Rudolph, and then you still got to take a look at Kenny Pickett. It's like asking my toddler whether he wants peas or Brussels sprouts, man. <laughs> Nobody wants that crap. Nobody wants that. No, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, I think that there are fans that really are hopeful that Matt Canada was so bad that that, that okay. was the problem. And, and to tell you how bad it got here in Pittsburgh, they were chanting fire Canada at Pittsburgh Penguins hockey games. This yeah. guy was like, the most disliked man in Pittsburgh. And, and that offensive coordinator hire is going to be one of the most pivotal decisions that this franchise has made in a long time. Because if they're going to keep Mike Tomlin and believe in him, you know, they need somebody to come in here and, and add a spark to the offense. And, and I think that was an issue. Like, there weren't very many opportunities where Kenny Pickett had easy throws or easy reads or something to get him in a rhythm. You know, it was just kind of like a mess of three and outs when he was under center. So you hope that it's the offensive coordinator. But, but I agree with you that I, I also think that they need to consider bringing in some type of upgrade, whether that's via trade, whether that's via free agency, or whether that's in the draft. Well, you, you talk about Mike Tomlin, you know, showing himself and bringing in an offensive coordinator to do some work. We know Faulkner was running things uh, in the interim, used to be the running backs coach. And right before you joined us on air, we did play some comments by Najee Harris where, you know, everybody kind of stuck up for Mike Tomlin. Najee, I guess he did. He said, oh, we don't got no problem with the coach, no issues with the coach, but we, we need to work on some, some in-house rules. What the hell could he possibly be referring to? Wouldn't any in-house rules fall under the coach's jurisdiction? Yeah, I agree with you. That was interesting that he specifically said, well, I don't mean coaching – but then he did say, you know, I don't think that we're structured enough. I don't think that guys are disciplined enough. Um, and I think that we need more in-house rules, as you're saying. And, and I agree with you. Like, that falls on the head coach, first and foremost, to create a certain type of culture of accountability. And this wasn't the first time that Najee Harris made these similar comments. You know, after a very disheartening loss uh, about in the middle of the season against the Cleveland Browns, I mean, he was sitting there with his head in his hands, and, um, and, and he was saying – like, we can't keep doing this. And he said, you see some of the problems, and some of the problems that we saw were Deontay Johnson not going for a fumble when the ball is on the ground, you know, or George Pickens not blocking for his teammates. But he said, you know, there's stuff going on behind the scenes that you guys don't even see. And I think what he's alluding to, there was a report that came out that Pickens was fined more than $100,000 by the NFL and by the Steelers for violations. And you know, it seems to me like they have some skill position players that aren't team-oriented, team-first type of guys willing to play hard for each other and with each other. And I think that that needs to change on this team because not only were the results not there offensively, but there were definitely times where they looked and felt like a dysfunctional unit. And I think that that's one big thing that really has to change going forward. And it was very different on the defensive side of the ball. The defensive side of the ball, I don't think there were those issues. But offensively, when they had so many problems, I think that's where you had dissension. And that's where you had infighting and blaming and finger-pointing. And I think those are the kinds of things that need to be cleaned up. Mike DeFable joining us here. The JR Sport Reese Show coming to us from The Athletic. Yeah, I guess uh, Steelers, like a lot of teams, are just running around with a few diva wide receivers you know what is the status of, of Pickens and Deontay every time they get a, a close-up on them they're they're complaining about something they don't look happy they look miserable to be there and it's not just the ref's fault 
Yeah, it's it's really tough because like definitely there is a certain attitude and personality you have to have to be a wide receiver. I like to call it athletic arrogance, where I think it's a good thing to feel like I'm the best, baddest player on the field. No one can guard me. I should get the ball every single down. But when that spills over to selfishness, I think that that's a problem. And I, and that's what you've seen on a couple of instances. Like, you know, specific examples are, um, you know, like the Steelers won a game uh, earlier in the season and they scored the game-winning touchdown and George Pickens, like, walked to the sideline, didn't celebrate with his teammates, wasn't happy for his guy Deontay for, doing, for, for scoring the touchdown. You know, George Pickens later went on to uh, scrub his social media account of, of all Steelers content, unfollowed Kenny Pickett, unfollowed Mike Tomlin, and posted Free Me on, on his Instagram story. Now, he later went on to say that had nothing to do with football, but come on, man. Like, don't gaslight me. I know what was going on there. Um, and, and that's kind of been the, the theme here, where, where there have been, it seems like, numerous instances where, where guys act out in, in a selfish manner. And, and I think that that needs to change, because Part of this is the Steelers for a number of years invested high top draft picks on defensive players, and they paid them handsomely. Then to backfill all the holes they had offensively, they drafted a ton of, of new young guys on offense. And, and all that youth, I think, is, is also showing a lot of immaturity as well. And they don't have a good leader on that team. Like There were a couple instances this year, including against the Colts, where they didn't even send an offensive captain out for the coin toss. And, they, and I think that that was, was kind of telling of where this team is at, where they did not have a strong veteran leader on offense. And, and I think that was one of the things that was missing on this team. Do you think, and we got to wrap things up. I appreciate you taking the time, Mike. Do you feel that, that Mike Tomlin can also fill that void? Ben Roethlisberger expressed these comments, I think, about a month ago. He said there is no leadership. And then he also, it's felt like, took a, a, a jab at, at Tomlin because of that. How much can Mike Tomlin do as one person? Yeah, you know, Mike, Mike Tomlin has a very interesting leadership approach. You know, I talked to Broderick Jones yesterday in the locker room. He's their first-round pick who starts at right tackle. And he said he's never had a coach like Mike Tomlin. And he said he's not a disciplinarian. He's not going to yell and scream at you. But what he's going to do is he's going to have very regular meetings with you and, and try to talk with you. And I think for some players that works. You know, I think that they connect with that and they feel like this guy's on their side. But the, the criticism here in Pittsburgh is that he's so much of a player's coach, that he's too much of their buddy, and, he, and he's afraid to call guys out and be the bad guy. And, and I, I think that there's a balance there. So, you know, I'm really curious to see, who, you know, not only do you need to bring in an offensive coordinator – to ignite this team, but maybe you need a strong voice of leadership that people can rally around and maybe hold people accountable. And, and that's why, again, I feel like this offensive coordinator hiring is going to be a really pivotal decision that shapes next season for them. Hey, Mike, I appreciate you for taking the time to hop on. It's just some excellent perspective that you've been able to share with us. We've been talking to Mike DeFable from The Athletic. Where can people follow you and your work with the Steelers? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, follow me on Twitter. I keep it easy. It's just at Mike DeFabo. And then obviously you can read all my work in The Athletic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.